Well, amen, amen, and good morning to all of you. And uh, if you're here for the very first time, I'm Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor, and I welcome all of you. And I pray that you've been engaged in worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ mm -hmm. together. And you also have felt the welcoming environment that our church can provide for you. Uh, today, we, are, we conclude our sermon series that is titled The Attitude of Gratitude. Uh, two weeks ago, I began the series. Then Pastor John Bryce brought the message last week. And today, I have the honor and privilege to uh, mm -hmm share and welcome uh, Kelly Rokita. Please give her a warm welcome as well. <laughs> Kelly is the director of uh, Open Arms as well mm -hmm. as Kids Sit here from our church and uh, know you're going to be bringing the word today. We've been praying for you and thank I know you. the Lord's going to be speaking through you today. I sure hope so. Amen. All right, thank you. Good morning. I was told nine o'clock is awake. Thanks for having me although you had no choice, but thank you for having me. <clears throat> As Pastor Ricky said, our church has been focusing on a series about gratitude, and I'm going to continue that today, talking about gratitude. I was thinking to myself, what is one of the smallest things that you could do and still feel like you deserved a thank you? And I thought of holding a door open. We've all held a door open for somebody. All ages can do it. So how do you feel when you hold a door open and nobody says thank you, right? I feel like yelling, you're welcome, you know? I wanna yell that to them. It's rude, you should get a thank you. But yet Jesus in the Bible, he did so many things that were a hundred times more important than holding a door open and yet he didn't receive a thank you. So we're going to talk about one of those times today in Luke, Luke 17, verses 11 to 19, the NIV version. It says, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Does anyone else hear this story and think, where were the other nine? Like, what were they thinking? How could they not come back and say thank you? But when are times that we have received blessings and it didn't even occur to us to say thank you to God? When I think about these other nine and what they were doing, it does make sense to imagine that they're finally healed they probably ran off to go back to their families and their community. 
and tell them, hey, I can live with you again, I'm healed. Because in Bible times, if you had leprosy, that meant that you had a skin condition which they felt was highly contagious. Nowadays, we know that most skin conditions are not highly contagious. But back then, if you were considered a leper, you had to go and live away from everybody else in your own leper colony, and nobody could come near. In fact, if anybody kind of walked close to your colony, you had to yell out, unclean, unclean. And that way people knew to back up and keep their distance. How embarrassing is that? I like to try to relate things to today and to myself. And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about how we live today in this COVID world. You know, and when I'm shopping, I have my card at Redner's or at Target, and then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, Today, you feel people's heads swivel around. You feel the death stare. And I imagine them thinking, how dare you? How dare you come into society and sneeze? You know? That's how I feel. And yet back then in Bible times, a leper, I mean, that was like way more embarrassing, way worse than today. Priests had the authority to declare people clean or unclean. They had that power. That's why Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priest. Even though no one was allowed to go near the leper colony, there are times in the Bible where it says Jesus touched a leper to heal him. He touched them. Jesus doesn't have to touch you to heal you. He didn't have to do that. Jesus could have been in another city and healed them. He chose to touch them. Why? Because Jesus hates when people are treated like outcasts. Why? Because Jesus has so much love for them. He has so much love for the outcasts. He has so much love for us. Us, right here, at New Hanover, everyone. Shouldn't knowing just that fill you with like this warm happiness? Gratitude for that love? It gives you a peace. And that is one of God's greatest desires. It says it many times in the Bible. God wants you to feel his peace. But if you don't feel grateful right now, when are you going to choose to feel grateful and thankful? Is it when your job decides to hire more people? Is it when you're done school? When you find a significant other? When you receive a healing? When you get that apology that you're looking for? I could go on and on. That list could go on and on. Because life is full of stressors and heartache, and it is hard to feel grateful when you're exhausted and you're hurting. Gratefulness, thankfulness, is a choice. 
And unfortunately, at times, we know it's a hard choice. You know, why can't it be easy? But God is here with us right now. He's waiting for our eyes to be opened, to see him, to feel him, to experience the fact that we are his creation. You know, the joy of the Lord. That's when true gratefulness is felt. I'm sorry, it's my hair. I want to read to you one of my favorite verses. I love Philippians 4. If you've never read Philippians 4, do it. Philippians 4, 4 to 7, the NIV version. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. What's next? Rejoice. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And here's my favorite part. And the peace of God, which transcends our understanding. That means we don't understand it. We can have peace and not understand why we have peace. We can have peace at moments when it doesn't make sense. The peace of God, which transcends our understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These verses are so important. If you can, write them down. Put them in your cell phone. Read them. Reread them. Right now, take out a pen and paper. Write it down. Take out your cell phone. I won't think you're texting. Just put it in the notes section. Philippians 4, 4 to 7. I saw this scripture lived out firsthand three years ago. In fact, three days from now, it'll be the three-year anniversary of my sister-in-law Michelle's passing. Many of you knew my husband's sister Michelle because she attended a lot of events here at this church. In 2018, Michelle was put on hospice. She knew that her time with us was really short. Yet, whenever anyone would come and visit her, she had a smile on her face. And when they would ask her, how are you doing? She would keep that smile on her face. And she would say, good. Why did she do that? She had every reason to be ticked at the world for what she had to endure. But instead, she chose to be happy about the love that surrounded her. She had the love of her family and her friends around her. She chose to be thankful for that. The best lessons that you can learn in life are from those who know they're gonna meet their creator soon. And that was Michelle. It's difficult to feel grateful to God when we're stressed and we're exhausted, but it's a choice. So here's a totally smaller version of choosing to be grateful. 
So if you can't relate to my sister-in-law Michelle's situation, try this one. True story. About three Mondays ago, I woke up. My alarm woke me up on a Monday morning. I sat up in bed, and literally I went like this. <laughs> it's Monday. And immediately, immediately, God said to me, you're gonna complain about your day already? All I did was ping, open my eyes on a Monday morning and I'm complaining about the day that God has given me? Really? So I knew I was wrong and immediately I was like, God, you're right. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the good night's sleep I got. Thank you for giving me another day. I'm gonna live this day for you. I had to choose to change my thinking and to be thankful for the day. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I wanna be the person that the angels sing and the demons fear when my feet hit the floor. I got an amen, woo, all right. Seriously, don't you wanna choose that? Because the demons know and the angels know you're living for him that day. You're gonna choose to live for him. We can't live for him if we wake up dreading the day. It's not gonna go well. When you wake up in the morning, have the angels sing and the demons fear when your feet hit the floor. That's a choice that we all can make. Another neat story about my sister-in-law, Michelle. So Michelle and her husband, Steve, have a best friend, Andy. He's an ER doctor. I mean, think about being an ER doctor. Some of you know this life, I don't. But every day, all day at work, you're seeing people at the worst moment of their day. And it might be the worst moment of their life. And that's your day. And it can wear on you. And Andy would come to visit Michelle and Steve. He knew exactly what was going on with Michelle's body. He would talk to the family. And the one night he was talking to the family and he said, I just wanna let you know that Michelle has restored my faith in humanity. Wow. Wow. What a compliment. Her choice to rejoice in the Lord on hospice. And when I say rejoice, she wasn't singing. She was just happy. She felt God's happiness. I know she prayed to God. I know she gave her request to God. And I know God gave her that peace that transcended her understanding. So much that Andy, Andy had his faith restored in, excuse me, in humanity. That's a choice. I wanna to read to you another verse that I found. It's in Zephaniah. Who reads Zephaniah, right? <laughs> So when I was writing my sermon, I found it, and I was like, I love this verse. So this is another one to write down, read, and reread. It's Zephaniah 3.17, the NIV version. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. 
He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. God delights in you. Not in the person sitting next to you, not in the people three rows behind you. God delights in you. He rejoices in you. He sings for you. And God has the desire for us to feel the same way about him. So what I wanna do is read that one more time, but I want you to really feel it. I'm gonna read it as if God was talking to you. And I want you to close your eyes. Don't feel weird, people can only see the back of your head. Just close your eyes, take it in, and really feel like God is the one saying this to you. He says, I, the Lord your God, am with you. I am the mighty warrior who saves. I take great delight in you. In my love, I no longer rebuke you, but I rejoice over you with singing. If God rejoices over us with singing, shouldn't we be like that one leper and come back and say thank you and just be so happy about all the blessings that he's provided for us? In this week of Thanksgiving, choose choose to live for him and to think about the positive things. Let's pray. Dear God, during this week of Thanksgiving and always, I pray, <clears throat> I pray that when we wake up in the morning, we will live this day for you. And I pray that at lunchtime, we will remember that we still have to choose to live this day for you. And in the evening, Lord, help us to feel your love. Help us to feel your singing and your rejoicing over us. And help us to feel your peace. And I just thank you, Lord God, for every single person here today. I pray that you will bless our weeks. In Jesus' name, amen.